Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, you're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this week's episode, we're reviewing official competition, plus covering off all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And we're talking movie within a movie in this episode, aren't we? I love these kind of movies. Official competition follows the early stages of the filmmaking process when a billionaire entrepreneur impulsively decides to create an iconic movie. Demanding only the best, renowned filmmaker Lola is recruited to mastermind this ambitious endeavour and lead her two combative stars through a series of increasingly eccentric rehearsals where all involved must confront not only each other, but their own legacies. Eccentric rehearsals, to say the least. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about these. So, Official Competition is directed by Mariano Con and Gaston Duprat, with the screenplay by Mariano Con, Andres Duprat and Gaston Duprat as well. Official competition stars Penelope Cruz, Antonio Banderas and Oscar Martinez. Now, this film tackles two really, really challenging themes in, in any film, I think. And I can't wait to break it down with you. It tackles satire and mm-hmm. then also making a film about making a film. Yeah. And if you don't balance the scales right across both of those things, something goes wrong. It doesn't quite add up. But I just revel in satire in general. Mm. And I love movies about making movies too. Yeah. Did you have a good time watching this? I did. It was yeah. very entertaining. Definitely. Um, a little quirky. Oh God. Maybe if I can use that word. Super quirky. Uh, the directors have said, you know, there are plenty of films showing how a film is made with the production and problems and things like that. But there isn't really anything that begins before that and intimately explores how an actor elicits emotion from mm. us as an audience. So this is more about the actor's process. Yeah, it's about the, well, the process of the director 
and the process of the actors in how yes. to like manipulate audiences. How do they come to that moment of emotion in their yes. character that manipulates us to feel something? Yep. And I felt like the main three characters, which we'll talk about a little later, mm. they're just constantly like manipulating each other yep. to benefit themselves in this absolutely narcissistic world that they all seem to come yes. from, from different angles. Yeah, you talked about a satire. It's very satirical. It's oh. really poking fun of the whole Hollywood machine or international film machine. Yes, it's very self-aware of that yes, too. Yes, yes. And the film has already had rave reviews at last year's major film festivals, mm. Venice, Toronto, San Sebastian, then you've got Penelope Cruz, Antonio Banderas and Oscar Martinez. It's a three-hander, all equally talented, all bouncing off each other incredibly. It was a real joy to watch it. So I just love how this film opens because mm. you have this billionaire pondering his contributions to life, right? Mm-hmm. To ensure that a legacy is left behind when he dies. You know, he's just turned 80 and he wants to make an impact. <laughs> However, yes. an impact that only benefits himself and how yes. people perceive him, you know, name a bridge after him. But ultimately what he decides to do is I'm going to finance and make a film yes. of which he knows nothing about the process of making a film. No. He just simply wants the best of the best and to leave this impression, yes. this, this impact on culture and society. Yes. And I mean, that sets you up in the world of satire, narcissism. Yeah beautifully I th- I think. Yes, and then he goes and buys this novel, the rights to this novel, <laughs> yeah. a Nobel Peace Prize winning novel. Yes. Um and then doesn't read it. No, he hasn't read <laughs> the friggin' novel and he asks the director Penelope Cruz, Lola, mm. to tell him what the story is yes. about. So he's less interested in building this work of art and more interested in building his legacy. Yes, building his legacy, having the best actors, the best director, and because it's a Nobel Prize winning text, like, oh, this is this yep. is it. This is my legacy. Yeah. And then Lola brings in these two actors, Felix, played by Antonio Banderas, and Ivan, played by Oscar Martinez. Mm. They both have very different methods. So Felix flies by the seat of his pants. He's a bit <laughs> of a playboy. And Ivan is more structured and a traditional thespian, if you will. He has a real issue with art being used for spectacle. Yeah. But Antonio Banderas's character, Felix, is all about the spectacle. Yes. Yeah. Awards, awards, awards. Awards, awards, awards. Attention, recognition. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then each scene in this film plays out like a little skit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Very self-contained, but also working towards this bigger picture, which I found quite fascinating. So some of the trials that Lola puts them through without giving too much away is a kissing test. Yeah. And there's like 50,000 microphones pointed at this one (laughs) area while the actors practice kissing and all you can hear is... Oh, my God. That's... Please. (laughs) I feel so uncomfortable. But that's what it was. She wanted her actors, weirdly, like to feel comfortable in what they were doing, but also putting them in these disastrously uncomfortable situations. And you as the audience are looking in on what is, you know, not an uncomfortable thing to watch, people kissing, but far out that sound, (laughs) the mouths (laughs) clapping together for minutes is, you know, gosh. And and right at the very beginning when they're rehearsing around the table, Mm. you know, they start off by reading the lines and Ivan says, uh, good evening or something like that. Good night, yeah. 
And she goes, once again. And she keeps making him do this one line, good night, good mm. evening, whatever, over and over and over again. And you can't hear the difference. I mean, it goes to show in that beautiful scene very early on and it, and it follows through in other tasks that she gets them to do, just mm. how pretentious some directors can be and, and mm. overzealous. I mean, there's a lot of stories of directors like, let's say, Stanley Kubrick, yeah. who is very known for long shoots, take after take after take mm. after take just to get something different, to make it work for them. No one else seems to understand what, why they're, they, doing. what they're doing. <laughs> and I love that scene. And then another one where she was giving Felix some direction on how drunk he was to sound yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. And But doesn't it also show the incredible ability of these actors? Yes. Because – Sure, they're being tasked to do weird and wacky, crazy things. You're like, oh, my God, this process is cooked. Yeah. But they deliver it. Yes. Because they're great actors and I've just – I had yes. so much fun watching them work. They're great actors in the character. Yes. And then you've also got Oscar Martinez and Antonio Banderas who are incredible actors yes. as well. Yeah. You know, they say that most films and stories as well can be traced back to the same basic plots and archetypes and there's a touch of the Cain and Abel about this story – both in the actors' journeys and the characters they're playing in this movie within a movie. You know, they're both siblings, sibling rivalry, one-upmanship, fighting for the attention of the director, mm. in Cain and Abel's sense, fighting for the attention of God. Good stories. These these kind of tropes play up in, in a lot of stories throughout time and that's kind of what makes it so interesting. We recognise something within ourselves. Mm. And that story. Yeah, I, I like that you pulled the Cain and Abel thing in there because it's true. This isn't a, an original story, but it's just told in a really smart way. Yeah. You know, you run the risk of it being so obvious, the Cain and Abel story. But I don't know, when, when you have a bit of fun with it, when you throw satire in there and the glorious direction and mm. script and the performances, it really does somehow find a, a way to stand alone and be absolutely enjoyable. There is one sequence at the end of the film that made me feel a bit attacked. And okay. I'd like to see how you feel about okay. this. So Lola, they're at the film festival press conference and a journalist asks Lola, you know, like the meaning behind the film, what she took away from the yeah, film. Yeah. And Lola's like, stop doing an ideological frisk of everything. <laughs> stop psychoanalyzing works based on a presumed ideology, which is what we do by breaking down films and art, isn't it? She's basically yeah. saying it's arts for art's sake mm. to create something. We just wanted to create something special. But I think the meaning that we apply to art and stories and films is how and why we connect with that work and with each other, mm. I feel. Stop applying meaning to everything. So, do you feel attacked, triggered, like, because <laughs> you run the risk as a journalist and what we, we yes. do for the podcast that a really awkward answer, attacking ants could come from a creative that you're just not prepared for. <laughs> yes. it's, I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand <laughs> what your meaning was. But They're then just- also, there's some hypocrisy there from her too because, like, she has a very clear agenda and weird ways of working mm. that it's like she's trying to delve deep to understand the – the yes. nuance of everything, but then she throws it back in the journalist's yes. face once the film's made. It's like, hold on, yeah. you, you yeah. live in this world. And I think those layers that are going on within this film is what makes it so interesting to watch. Yeah, 100%. It's poking fun, but it's also delving deep and it's also not deep at all. Mm. Like, it's so much going on. Look, I, I particularly love the foreshadowing at the beginning of the film for the end. Obviously, we're not going to spoil the end. Yep. It's so unexpected. Mm-hmm. All right, I loved it. <laughs> when 
she is recounting the story to the billionaire. Mm. You never hear how the book ends, how the story yes. ends. So it just cuts and they go away, yep. an establishing shot, and then they move on with the movie. And I'm thinking, oh, what's this mean? And then we eventually see it play out. Yes. Yeah. It's just delicious. Good twist. Yeah. Oh, good. so good. I did feel the film went on a bit long. Okay. If I can throw that on. Yeah. How did you? Oh, I was having so much fun. Mm. I, it could have gone on and on. Right. But, yes, I do agree. It could have been trimmed around the mm. edges, but every scene was just so wonderful. I feel like not throughout the film, but the end. The end just mm-hmm. kept going and going yeah, and going, enough. I think. And in another winky nod, Lola even says, when does a film end? Some never end. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, is this film never going to end? I thought, is this going to be Lord of the Rings Return of the King where it fades to black and fades, fades back, back up, up and <laughs> fades to black and fades back up and there's another half an hour attacked on at the end where we say goodbye to all the characters. Yeah. But, it, but also I feel like it's self-aware of that too. It's like, when does a film ever end? It's like the ambiguity of it all. Yes. And also when a film ends, they say the characters go on. You know, it's not the end of their story. Mm. The characters go on and live a life, whether it's imagined or whether we revisit it in a sequel or, you know, whatever, or whether the audience just plays it out in their head what they think will happen. Mm. You know, it's not the end. Yes, and it it makes you really get in your head about, oh, my gosh, what are these characters going to do next? Stop psychoanalyzing. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the characters and the performances. Yeah. Lola is a brilliant, as we've said, celebrated director with very particular ideas about what she wants from this film. Mm. But personally, she has this wild red curly hair that I just could not look away from. It's divine. I was obsessed with her larger than life mop of curls. (laughs) Honestly, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, yes, fabulous. Wild, creative. Wild, creative. Un- can't be tamed. Yeah. Curls can't be tamed. My creative vision can't be tamed. And I thought, is this going to be ridiculous? Are we just going to be lost in this bush for <laughs> two hours? And I was happily lost in that bush. Like it was cheap. <laughs> Christ. Hair. Hair. Mop of hair. Her hair. I was obsessed with it, clearly. I loved it. It was yep. such a really great look and her costumes yep. were just fabulous And, of too. course, Oscar winner Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Divine. Not everyone can pull off that bush. Yeah. Tim. <laughs> Sorry. Move on from the bush. Yeah. Felix, played by Antonio Banderas. Mm. I mentioned he's a playboy actor. Got a different woman on his arm every night. He doesn't like preparing for anything. Yeah. He's got many flashy awards. Um, and it's all about the accolades and attention for him, isn't it? Yes. He's a global movie star. He lives a rock star life mm-hmm. and he knows it and he wants to tell you about it yep. over and over at nauseam and he's having the time of his life with this role antonio banderas yep. right you can tell he oozes charisma yeah and uh, he was just a joy to watch and playing against penelope and oscar martinez was just a joy yeah and then you have oscar martinez his character Ivan is a revered theatre actor Mm. who carries on about how much he despises the Hollywood circus and that awards don't matter, but they do really, don't they? And here he is accepting this role in this big, larger-than-life film. Yes. One of my favourite scenes was him practising an acceptance of speech for an award (laughs) in the mirror. Like, you know, he wants that And then rejecting it. He wants to accept it so he can reject it. Of course. Oh, God. These beautiful moments of character Mm. and development that you just... I think my favourite moment of Ivan is the exercise that he does to bring himself out of his mind where he calls out his own name 
Oh, have you done it? No, I was going to ask you, did oh, you do it? No, I, no, I really regret not doing it because I Lee. thought I'm going to do that. Lee, Lee, <laughs> try Tim? it. Tim, Tim. <laughs> Fuck, this is weird. Okay. So weird. But try it and see how it makes you feel. Yeah, just in a room, just call out your name yeah. in different inflections, different ways and see how it makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. They're all quite insufferable characters too oh, though, Christ. aren't they? Oh, God, yeah. And they're all trying to get the favoritism from Lola. Like they're obsessed with getting that recognition mm. from her as a director. Yeah. And although there are other characters in the film very briefly, this is essentially a three-hander, isn't it? Yes. And a masterclass in performance from all of them. 100%. Yeah. What a trio. <laughs> yeah. Absolute joy to watch. Now, part of the reason why this film was such a joy to watch has to be the production design and mm-hmm. the cinematography. It uses close-ups that are just so arresting yes. in this film, especially the one at the end with Penelope when she's talking that you mentioned about how does never the film ending. ever end. Yeah. You're just absolutely fixated mm. on her eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's, they do they do that quite a lot in the movie. It's yes. great. Yes. So cinematographer Arnel Valls Colomer, apologies if I didn't pronounce that right. Yeah, he favours those intimate portrait shots. Mm. And it really puts you inside every rehearsal room like you're one of the actors and part of the process. Yeah, 100%. And the use of mirrors and reflections mm. through the cinematography and the space in which they work in. There's cameras in their faces projected behind. Yeah. There's always a different way of looking at a, a scene mm. or mm. a conversation and that plays beautifully into how narcissistic everybody is. Yeah. You know, doing the acceptance speech in front of a mirror, but then performing to different angles and everything. It's just, oh, there isn't an ugly shot in this movie. It's beautiful. And it's a very uh, simplistic set too, isn't it? Gorgeous. Does it play out in the billionaire's house? Is he giving up his house for rehearsals? I was going to ask you. I feel like that was a line of dialogue I missed I, I wasn't sure where they were or whose mm. place they were in. But they're in one area, basically. One area. It's like an art gallery, but it's someone's house. I, th- I think so. Yeah. Well, it just looks like a – you think how ridiculous that they're rehearsing mm. in a space like this. It's so pretentious, mm. you know, because you don't know the environments that these characters actually come from. So, like, why would you – if mm. you're trying to rehearse and find the nuances and ways of saying goodnight 500 times, mm. why are you putting them in this really – opulent space like does that make sense for the character there was Mm. that contradiction there i have no idea where they were no i don't know but there was this great green wall in the background like textured green wall with the art on it beautiful shall we wrap up our review of official competition yeah let's give it a go so official competition is a delicious wildly entertaining film i love the wicked dark and narcissistic world of egos and pretentiousness in film and it is so ripe for conflict and drama. Penelope Cruz continues to deliver brilliant performances and the support of Antonia Banderas and Oscar Martinez makes this trio of characters leap off the screen in a masterclass of acting. There is not an ugly shot in this film either. It is directed and framed to perfection and dazzles and charms you as a result. I'm going to rate official competition four and a half popcorn kernels. Oh, that's quite high. I love this movie. Okay, wow. Although I felt the film went on a bit long, official competition is a quirky, clever, satirical look behind the scenes at the process of creating complex characters in an award-winning film. Through the clash of egos and bizarre antics, there are astute observations that will really fascinate and make you chuckle. I'm going to give official competition four popcorn kernels. Well, official competition is in Australian cinemas from July 21st. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, friends, at the time of recording, the annual San Diego Comic-Con Pop Culture Convention is currently underway and we're expecting plenty of exciting film reveals to come out of there. Such a good time of year. So Dungeons and Dragons... Honor Among Thieves kicked off proceedings with the trailer and first looks at Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith and Sophia Lillis as a band of thieves attempting to rectify a mistake that unleashed a great evil upon their land. Now, we briefly talked yep. before we started recording about these first look at these characters. Yeah. So, there was a trailer, <laughs> but then there were also these like character posters that move. Yes. And what did you think about those? I thought they looked really cheesy. It was very um, like at the start of a football game when everyone turns and folds their arms and... Captain Chris Pine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that made me nervous looking at those. I thought this movie looks so cheap and tacky. Right. But we've seen the trailer now. Yes. What do you think of the trailer? We've got dragons. We've got Easter eggs for the game. You've Mm. got action. um, A lot of comedy, which seems to be the way these days Mm -hmm. that you take it with a bit of tongue-in-cheek. I feel like that's a defensive mechanism of filmmakers. Like, let's put some humour in there so we're making fun of ourselves and we don't take ourselves too seriously. And it's yes. like, take a chance. Take yourself seriously and try to do it seriously. I don't know. Yeah. Do, have you ever played the Dungeons & Dragons I game? I have not. Okay. No, neither have I. So I would love to hear the perspective if you, listener, have played the game and mm. how you felt about seeing the trailer. Does it play into what you recognise about the board game? Are you excited about it? We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, the, as you mentioned, the film is based on a popular tabletop role-playing game that allows players to create their own wizards, fighters, monks and other heroes to take on all kinds of fantastical beasts. And the film also stars Rega Jean Page and Hugh Grant, which is interesting. Hugh Grant's never been to Comic-Con before. He's never been in a film that's been at that level. Yeah, that's exciting. It is quite fun. We can expect Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves in Australian cinemas in early 2023. Now, celebrated actor Peter Dinklage has been cast in Hunger Games prequel The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. He joins cast members Hunter Schaefer, Rachel Ziegler and Tom Blythe. And Dinklage will play Casca High bottom, mm. Dean of the Academy. And the director, Francis Lawrence, has said about the character that Dean Highbottom is one of the most powerful people in Snow's life. As the austere and vindictive face of the games, he sets the rules that will determine every aspect of Snow's fate. And I'm thrilled that Peter will be bringing 
him to life. So set decades before the events of the Hunger Games, the story takes place around the 10th annual Hunger Games, which is the gladiatorial event where Panem teens are selected at random to fight to the death for the country's amusement. Snow is just 18 years of age when he's picked to be a mentor for the female tribute from District 12, much to his disdain. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is expected to hit cinemas in November of 2023. Now, Tim, June Part 2 has started principal photography this week and will film on location in Budapest, Abu Dhabi, Jordan and Italy and it's expected in cinemas in November 2023. Now, Dillis Villeneuve's visual masterpiece, June Part 1, is now we're calling it Mm. because there's Part 2 in play, took home six Academy Awards earlier this year and made over US $400 million at the box office. And Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures also released an official synopsis that reads, This follow-up film will explore the mythic journey of Paul Atreides as he unites with Charney and the Freeman while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe, he endeavours to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. So this sequel stars the returning cast members Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Charlotte Rampling, blah, 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 <laughs> as well as previously announced new actors, including Austin Butler, who we've just seen in Elvis, incredible, wow. Christopher Walken, oh, love that, Florence Pugh, Leia Seydoux, and Sohilia Yacoub. What a cast. You don't think it could get any better for part one, but here we are, part yep. two, throwing them all in the ring. Yeah. Now, in other news... I had no idea this was happening. Uh, So My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 has also begun filming in Greece. Writer and now director and, of course, star Nia Vardolos revealed a behind-the-scenes image from the set featuring many original and returning cast members from the film uh, series, which began way back in 2002. The photo featured Vardalos, John Corbett, Elana Kampouras, Louis Mandalore and Andrea Martin. Uh, and in the post you know, on her social media accounts, Vardalos confirmed the entire cast will return and teased that a few surprises in store. I think actually the actor that plays her father might have passed away. I think he has the Windex guy. Yeah. <laughs> Windex guy. <laughs> oh, look, I really, really liked the first film hmm. and I haven't seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Oh, you haven't? No. It's quite sweet. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So are you surprised we're going back into this world again? No, I'm not surprised. I mean... Again, the law of diminishing returns. It's mm. never going to be as good as the first one. But it's nice to revisit this world every now and then. Yeah, play into the world of nostalgia. Yeah. But My Big Fat Greek Reading is uh, quite an endearing film people are very fond of. I wonder who's getting married this time. Oh, very good question. We'll find out. Plot, mm. plot details are well under wraps, so sit tight. The first Halloween Ends trailer dropped this week and we are cheering. Screaming more like Screaming. (laughs) Laurie Strode finally faces off with Michael Myers in what is tipped to be the end of this 40 plus year saga and the tagline is only one of them will survive. Can final girl Laurie Strode (laughs) survive once again? Can she? Do you really believe this is going to be the end though? Like honestly? (sighs) I don't know. It's like John Farnham's farewell tour. It just keeps going. Yeah, he's still on the road. <laughs> Maybe the last time. Jo- I don't know. They're literally <laughs> lyrics 
any song the last time. Yeah. <laughs> well, or it's Elton John now. He's coming back to continue his farewell tour. He is. He's coming back to Australia. Yeah. My, my dad and I saw him back in 2019. Yeah. We did too. Yeah. We went to Melbourne to see him. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, he's coming back. So it doesn't feel so special anymore. <laughs> Does it? Does well, it? We waved goodbye. We he did. went. He went through the yellow brick road and through the door and... We said goodbye. And he's like, lol jokes, coming back, bitches. I'm sure that's how he speaks. <laughs> God. Okay, well, starring Jamie Lee Curtis back on Halloween Ends, yeah. uh, this marks the end of a new trilogy of films from David Gordon Green that began in 2018 with Halloween and last year's less than stellar follow-up, Halloween Kills. So Halloween Ends promises to terrify audiences in October of this year, not long to go. Yeah, not long to go at all. Now, Tim... There is a Matchbox Cars movie on the way. I asked you if we'd already covered this, right? And when I delved into it, we haven't. Okay. But we've covered the Hot Rods movie. (laughs) Yes, yes. Which is very similar. So they're both from Mattel. They're both movies that are being made. Yes. So Mattel Films and Skydance Media are developing a live action film based on the Matchbox vehicle's toy line. Now, this is part of a push of films based on Mattel products because we've got Greta Gerwig's Barbie on the way, which wrapped up principal photography uh, this week too. Can't wait to see that one. I know. I'll never stop. Ryan Gosling is on the press trail right now for The Grey Man and he's just talking up a storm about Ken. He bloody loves it. He is. And he said some funny things about because he's rocking the blonde dude because he dyed his hair blonde. (laughs) And he goes, this is the the attention that Ken deserves. Yeah. You know, like so he's vibing the Ken character. He's talking about his wife, Eva Mendes, uh, supporting his Kennedy. Kennedy? His Kennedy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited for that movie. Uh, so, obviously, that film stars Michael Robbie and Ryan Gosling, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, as well as this is the other Mattel product being adapted into film. Uno, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Magic 8-Ball, Barney, and believe it or not, more. Yeah, pretty much all of their toy line is being adapted. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes, have you ever played that? I've never heard of it. It's like, you remember Hungry Hungry Hippos? Yes, love that game. So it's like that, where the robots are on two sides of a ring mm-hmm. and you press the button and oh. they punch each other. Do, 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 yeah. do. Oh, yes, I just didn't know that's what it was called. Mm. There we go, you learn something new every day. Yep. Mm. And we hope you've learned lots about cinema this week on a jam-packed episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. We reviewed official competition. Yes, and that one is in Australian cinemas from July 21st. Check it out. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We have a website, popcornpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you to listen to. If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an About Us section. And we run ticket giveaways. So keep an eye on the website for more information. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.